this shirt from? It's a clothing brand called One of One LA. We have a lot of like black history stuff. So these are the red tails. Oh, I see. The earrings. Mm -hmm. That's actually. Um, All right, friend, what you want to go by tonight? My name is Courtney Kelly. Courtney Kelly. All right, <laughs> put your right hand up and your left hand on your word, whatever you decide your word is. Okay. Hold it just like that. Not hold it up. Okay. <laughs> Courtney Kelly, do we have information to post this across all of our social media platforms? Yes. Is there anything, and I do mean anything that's off limits you don't want us to ask you about? I don't want to talk about sex. Nothing about sex. Got you. All right, if we do ask you anything that's off limits, do you understand you can say no, pass, so let's move on. Let's, let's get it. Okay, literally, it's no pressure. I'm your host, Bangum Bug. It's your girl, just came for real. And we got a special guest. She already introduced herself, so tell us where you originally from. I am from Valdosta, Georgia. That's like, Georgia. Yeah. That's like dirty, yeah, dirty. Down south, yeah. <laughs> down south, Georgia Beach. Yeah. You have to defend that when you up here? I want to say defend it, but I feel like I'm one of the... I don't want to say rare, but I'm the type of person, like, I'm not going to tell you, oh, I'm from Atlanta, or I'm going to tell you, I'm from Valdosta. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of being from a small town. Some people, they're like, oh, dang, you know, like y'all say, like, you from the South, for real. If I'm not in Georgia, people be like, where's that? Yeah, for real. Like, yeah, they just think I'm from Atlanta. I'm like, no, I'm from Valdosta. What do you grow up seeing in Valdosta? Just typical. Um, I mean, it's just like a slower way of living. Like, I would say I typically see people who know me. Mm -hmm. I don't know them, but they're like, oh, you so-and-so daughter, you so-and-so, you know, like, and I like that feel. Like, you always kind of, like, feel like family. a family feel or people know you or they watching out for you because they know who your people are. So. That's nice. Y'all got, like, a bunch of farm animals and stuff? No, see, it's not that type of thing. Oh, okay. Like, it's, it's just small town, you know? Valdosta is like where the other small towns go when they go into the city. Like we got a mall, oh, the city. you know, movie theater, like multiple on Walmarts. It's not like small town where it's the Walmart or like one stop. Like yeah, it's not a small town. Yeah, it's like a small city. Yeah, Valdosta State University. Is it like Douglasville kind of? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so it's more so like that instead of like real instead of like social life. circles. Yeah. So, so, so they got one traffic light. Nah, it's not like that. That's <laughs> for sure. Okay, um, did you grow up with both of your parents? So I grew up with my mom, an amazing single mom, but now I have an amazing stepdad too. So that's that's an interesting experience where mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, I'm not used to having two parents. Like I got to call both of them or like I got to make sure I'm not showing like favorites or anything like that. So I'm like, dang, like people who grew up in two-parent households, like how y'all do this? Yeah. Like it's a lot to manage like two parents like you know my mama might be mad because i didn't do this i'm stepdad mad because i didn't do this like i'm like man this was easier when i only had one of y'all okay like, you know? <laughs> so. i mean you have to really deal with that them being angry like. well it's more so like if i call one more than the other the other one be like oh you ain't call me or you ain't tell me that you told the other one that i'm just like dang yeah i forgot <laughs> her parents probably loved her more no, my folks retired, so usually if I call my mom, like my dad, like, yeah, hey, what's up, son? Yeah. They I mean, always they do that too, now. but my, my parents, like, they want their own personal phone calls. Like, they not just going to jump. They might say hey to me. Like, if I FaceTime my mom, my stepdad, he'll come in and say hey, but, like, he want his own phone call. Nice. I heard you on the phone with her in the other room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-uh, this too much. <laughs> I was texting you while I was talking to her. Right, um, they want their own thing, their own like thing with me. So 
with my stepdad, like we kind of got our own thing. We go to the gym and then we go to Dairy Queen after. So it's just like we worked out and threw that all out the window because we about to go to Dairy Queen. No, after. So sure. that's our thing. If you ever hear I'm going to Dairy Queen with my mom, that's cute. And you work out hard though. You actually have to eat more though. Yeah, but not Dairy Queen. Like you gotta keep your diet right, or you're not gonna see the results. And I think that's my hardest part. I gotta stick to like. Let something happen, I'm like, I need a little something sweet. Mm-hmm. Then a little mom, I need something sweet. Track, I need a little something sweet. You need to give you some sorbet or something. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, switch to just, like, yogurt and granola. Like, chocolate granola with some, like, yogurt. So I feel like I'm eating something mm-hmm. sweet, but it's still healthy. Because, you know, I got fitness goals. I got to stay stage ready, all of that. So. You crushing something right there. Your nose and everything. Mm-hmm. Crushing it. Snacking. Well, my body different though. If I got in the gym, I'd be like crazy big. But if it's just if it came on the genetics of it, yeah, it's all about like genetics, how you gain weight. Because you could work out the same way as somebody else, but you're not gonna look the same. You'd be doing the same thing, you'd be the same thing. Mm-hmm. But your genetic disposition is gonna determine how you gain the weight, how it distributes itself. So you really should just work out to be the best version of yourself, and not like look at other people and be like, I want to work. Mm-hmm. I want to look like them, or I do encourage people to like find fitness influencers that have similar body types mm-hmm. to them, so you can be a little bit more realistic about what you're gonna look like from all the hard work you're putting in. I never just worked out on purpose. Unless it's just by accident. Like, how do you work out by accident? <laughs> like, <laughs> like in sport. Oh, okay, so, okay. Cheer. They yeah. force you. Track. They yeah. force you. But. That's still on purpose because you signed up. Like you making it seem like. Somebody texts you, because this actually happened to me. It's like, oh, what you doing tonight? And then you showed up, and you happened to move. Now, that's working out by accident. <laughs> I thought my friend was going to set me up on a date with a guy. She was like, oh, you trying to get set up for me? I said, of course. Who you got for me? <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, meet me at my house. And so I pull up. It's a pickup truck. People pull their mattresses out of her apartment. I said, man, what's going on? She said, I got to be out of here by, like, 8 o'clock tonight. We driving my stuff to the new spot. I said, okay, this is what she meant by being set up. So now I ask people, I need specific details. Mm-hmm. If you ask me what I'm doing tonight, I'm like, why? Before I commit, why you ask me? Because I need to know. What you need. Right. Before I tell you I'm free, I need to know. I mean, with trauma like that, I would ask people too. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, I don't know. You want me to grab the lamp? Cause right. What's the small stuff? I was going on a date. Little TV, something. Not no mattress. Right. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with saying I gotta go. I didn't expect this. Like, like you a good friend, you gonna right. help yeah, them. Yeah, and that's you my problem. Like once I'm there, I'm like, okay, I gotta see it through. Like <laughs> I done committed. I drove all the way here. Like you just won't get me the next time. Mm-hmm. You know, like but I'll see it through this first time. So. Yeah, I'm already here. Everybody else here. Where am I gonna go? That's a bunch of people. Right, cause now you look like the bad friend. That part too. Cause you came and then you left. Now. You once you get out of the car, you've committed. Cause there's been times where I've driven, <laughs> seen what was going, <laughs> and, and I just kept on going. Like I drove one time to like show you know support one of my friends like events. I looked at people that was in the crowd. I said I don't think this is my get down. The man asked me was I trying to park. I said oh no sir, and I just kept oh, on driving man. straight. Up. But if you get out of the car, you got some. I did that one time, but I couldn't find the park. Mm-hmm. I said like I can't. That's, that's another one of my things. If I come and I don't have parking, you got about 10 minutes of effort. And I'm about to go home. If I come, I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably get in. If I got dressed and made it out mm-hmm. the house and made it there, I'm in there. I we, can go to the movies. We're going to figure it out. Oh, I'm never going to the movies. 
that's I'm going to sleep. That's why I am. So, <laughs> with my friends notice, if you take too long to, like, tell me what the exact plans are or I ain't got no parking, I will go home or I'm just about to find a movie that's playing because I'm, I'm, I'm out now. So, my friends, they'll usually, like, save me a parking spot or they, like, just will let me know the plans. The <laughs> they, they're like, you know, you got to have, right. have her parking spot here. That's hilarious. Okay, um, so... Do you have a relationship like with your real dad? I wouldn't say a relationship. I would say I have no hard feelings towards him. I feel like he taught me a lot as far as um, what I don't want in a man. And I feel very fortunate to like know who my dad is because when I was younger, I did go to school with people who like didn't know who their dad is at all. And that's a very real thing. So, you know, and I have memories of him from a kid and, you know, hanging out with him and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like, this is a person that helped give me life and thanks. And that's all I got on that. So what's, what's the qualities um, you look for in a guy? The complete opposite of my father. So someone who's honest, <laughs> reliable. Um, I remember one time my dad texted me and wished me happy birthday. And it was like November. I was born in August. So... Yeah, and then he was. I was like, you know, it's not my birthday, right? He was like, I know what your birthday is. I was like, okay, <laughs> now you like gas, like me, like what's going on? I know what my birthday is too, right? So stuff like that. I look for a guy that's honest, reliable. Um, I don't want anybody I gotta like chase down. So if I call you one time, you don't answer the phone. I don't know if I can call again. So you gotta be just once. Mm -hmm. Like you should be texting me back, like, hey, sorry I missed your call, but like if I call you. Then now but you just gotta call me. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because I'm not gonna like call again. Yeah. I call. It's a call in the text with me, and after that, you will never hear from me again. Type shit, right? I. It just depends. Like I might blow your phone up. Uh, see, like, okay, if we like together, like okay, we've been at this for a while, but even then, you maybe got twice out of me. I'm not a phone call type of person. Oh, see, like I text know. me. I like people always say, Oh, here you go with these audio messages. I'm not, don't text me, bro. I'm a texter. You will get be a response faster if you text me. And it's to the point where, like, my friends and even my music manager knows this about me. Like, you just got to text me, call me. Because if you call me, it's probably going to go to voicemail. It's silent. Like, on the apps on the phone, I don't even have the phone app, like, on my home screen. Like, I took it off the home screen, so I literally have to search phone to go to the phone because that's how much I don't like phone calls. I don't want to see the missed calls. I don't like people calling me. I just, just don't like it. Bro. I feel like text messages just drag it out, bro. Even for your man, though? I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm, like, winding down, like, we can chat on the phone. But, like, if you calling me to let me know, like, oh, I just got here at the restaurant, like, are you on your way, like, Writing in the car, the freestyle and stuff. So now you call me, the beat doesn't stop playing, 
I done lost whatever, <laughs> like, rhyme I had. Like, right. you know, my groove gone. So I'm not really going to talk like that. Okay, um, <clears throat> I guess give me the most um, traumatic experience you had as a child. Most traumatic experience? Oh, well, I almost drowned one time. Ooh, me too. And this is, I, I don't know if it's a constant peer pressure anymore, but this is probably the only time I, like, maybe was, like, peer pressure. So all my friends at summer camp was like, yeah, we're going to get on the big slide at YMCA and the pool. So I said, oh, cool, no, good where I can't swim. Mm. I'm like, we going, and we in there. I hit that water, then they come back up. And they came, you know, to save me, of course. But then my mom came to pick me up from summer camp, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to drive again. I didn't say nothing about it. My summer camp counselor's like, oh, are you going to tell your mother what happened today? I'm like, what do you mean am I going to tell my mother what happened today? What are you talking about? Man. Like, yeah, you almost drowned. And I was like, what? Like, why are you telling my business? Right. Like, now it was, like, doubly traumatic, because now i got to, like, explain to my mom, and my mom was like,
you know, it's just gonna be like the right person or the worthy candidate. So like sometimes looking for love is too hard, you know. I'd rather just go get my money up. That seems easier to like, you know, work hard, like I can accomplish all these things. I'm just like, I can't get the right man. Like well, the right man can't keep me. You know? What what I mean, you know, women usually pick bullshit or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, so how do you pick guys to be like he's solid? Well, see, that's the thing. They don't start off that way. They don't. Like, they all start off wonderful. They all think I'm amazing. It starts off great. And then as you get to know a person, you either, like, see the things that you didn't see before, or maybe they didn't start off fully themselves, and or, like, they was, you know, doing a charade, and now you see the real them. So it's like, they don't all start off as bozos or weirdos. They start off great. So I don't feel like women pick wrong. It's like we are led astray. Well, I'm, I'm saying quick. Yeah, I'm okay. saying they don't usually pick the guy that's most interested. Like they mm-hmm. pick the guy who just be like, "Oh, he more handsome, mm-hmm. or he got more money. Let me fuck with him." But the other guy mm-hmm. who show all this attention, you mm-hmm. be like, "He cool, but I'm not." Because sometimes it's too much. Yeah, and I've I've had guys be like super, super, super interested in me, and it's like they are kind of putting me on a pedestal, or it's like you just met me. I could be crazy. But you already think I'm the one and I'm your wife. And I just feel like if you are that infatuated with me what? so quickly, huh? By doing what? How do they make you feel like that? Like, they just be laying it on thick. Like, they just be like, oh, my God, you're just so amazing for me. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this for you. And let's do this and do that. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, okay, I know I'm a cool person, but, like, I'm a, I'm a real person. Like, I feel like you're making me into this, like, grandiose thing or you're just looking at the girl on Instagram or the artist or whatever, but you're not trying to get to know me a real person because you've already decided I'm the one for you. So you don't, mm-hmm. you're not even seeing my humanity because mm-hmm. you already decided I'm this and I'm that. And so that's all fun and great until they actually learn I'm a real person mm-hmm. with flaws. And so when I started letting you down, now it's like, oh, well, I don't like her as much as I you know, did anymore. And I just feel like quick flames. Like if it mm-hmm. burns so quick, it's gonna be end, you know. It's gonna end so fast. So I, if, if you flatter me a little too much, it's kind of like, what are you trying to distract me from? Or even, it's like something you're not seeing in yourself too, mm-hmm. because you're on me so hard. Mm-hmm. I want you to be on yourself as much as you're on me, right. and that's gonna attract me to right. you. But I feel you with the two, like the personality mm-hmm. versus the person. Like yeah. I tell people. Y'all don't know Kayla. Y'all know just Kay for real. Yeah. Y'all think this is me all day. That's mm-hmm. not me all day. Yeah. But the extra stuff that comes with me, then mm-hmm. it's like, ah, yeah. are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. This is me on the regular. Right, right. <laughs> so it's like, I don't want anybody that's like already got this image in their head or like they're just, they're too out the gate, too into me. Mm-hmm. Like be interested, want to get to know me, but like already planning our future together. Like, mm, I don't know about that. But it's like sometimes, and people are like this, you want what you like, it's not, some people just like to chase, yeah. And men are like this too, like they'll go after the, you know, the woman that's a little harder to get, or maybe not giving her attention. Like, you know, I've had guys like me for years. And I'm just like, you know, you're about five years, you ain't gave this up yet. But it's like sometimes people just like to keep going after, you know, what they feel is not coming easy to them. Sometimes it's a sense of accomplishment. Like, oh, I finally got him, I finally got her. So it's just a myriad of reasons people, you know, don't, I guess, pick right. But for me personally, I feel I pick good based on the information presented to me, but I just get led astray sometimes, you know. Just stop picking. Yeah. People keep looking for love and you don't look for love. Look, Love just finds you. Mm-hmm. And that's when you don't have to pick me right, and all that right. stuff. You just, you come across it and mm-hmm. it's a vibe. 
You gonna get past? <laughs> just, just focus on your grind, like you said. Right, right. When you in your bag and you like mm-hmm. locked in on you, I tell everybody that's when you find the person, yeah. or that's when that person finds you. Mm-hmm. But you know when somebody wants you, though. So just go out. I mean, pick the person who wants you. But that's but not fair. Not if you don't want them. Yeah, because I feel like everyone deserves to be with someone that truly wants them as is mm-hmm. it's like man this person right here is lit like this is my favorite person in the world so i feel like i would be doing a person a disservice that the only reason i'm here is because you like me and i used to do that when i was younger like i like the guy that liked me and they'd be like well what do you like about him i like that he likes me yeah, he thinks yeah. i'm so pretty and he says this about me and we do this together like i was liking the actions mm-hmm. the words i didn't like the actual person now for me i have to like you if you just breathing like you just come sit next to me and I'm just like, oh, just it's just something about them. Like not not your actions, not your words, because sometimes people get in situations where they can't do everything that they were doing with you, you know, before. Like, mm-hmm. but am I still gonna like you? Because that's what's what important. do I hate about you and mm-hmm. can I tolerate yeah. it? Maybe that's a woman thing. Like you gotta be at all with the person. Like I just want somebody who's solid. You know what I'm saying? You ain't, you ain't gotta make me feel like head over heels or but it would be nice, right? Yeah. I and mean, I and it I want, matter to me. I want what I'm gonna give. Like I want yeah. my man obsessed with me. That's why I wanna be obsessed with my man. Like I want you to think I'm I'm the best thing that's gonna hit the earth like smoking. Yeah. And that's how I wanna feel about my man. That's so, imaginary. No, it's not. I I've seen it before where I've heard people talk about their significant other and and you know, <laughs> it's in the videos and out of beholder. Like I heard somebody talk about, oh, you know, she the best thing I ever saw. When she stepped into my office, I just knew that was gonna be who I was gonna be with. And I saw a picture of the young lady, and I said, "That's beautiful," because <laughs> I'm one seeing it. Okay. And you know, some people might not see it with me. It's probably a small population, but I just want uh, you know people to feel like, dang, you know, I want my man to feel like Courtney the best thing ever. Like, and it's not even just looks. Like, I want him to look at what I've accomplished, what I do, who I am as a person. Like. You got to think I'm funny. I had a man, he wanted me to be his girlfriend. I said, well, what do you like about me? He said, well, you know, you've accomplished this and you do that. And I said, well, do you think I'm funny? He's like, well, actually, I don't like your personality that much, but I think you're so beautiful and you're so accomplished. Like, no, you need to be I'm I'm hilarious. I really am. You might not be my crowd, but I just want to keep it rolling. So, and I want my man to think I'm funny. I want him to think I am. Like, if somebody asks my man, describe Courtney like I don't want him to talk about like oh she went to Duke oh she did this I want him to be like she's funny she's smart she's driven like talk about me on the inside mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes when people date we just think about what the person has or what they look on the inside mm-hmm. and I want you to be in awe of what who I am as a person and not the person on stage I'm talking about when I'm at home I'm in the old sweats and the house clothes I'm being goofy I'm being a little weird I still want you to think this is a great time mm-hmm. yeah. I think you're absolutely right <laughs> So he's just saying he's just being no, I'm just saying you shouldn't be. You don't have to be at all. Like if my if your woman think you attractive, and I mean that don't mean she has to be like, oh, he the most handsome. But as long as they, but it's for me, when I now I have met a guy in this, and I'm like, okay, he's cute. And then the more I get to know him, and our our connection goes stronger. It's like something happened in my mind. I'm like, this is the funnest man I've okay. ever seen. Like, you can't tell him. I'm like, he is like, ooh, the way he walks. Like, he just breathing like that. And so it's just like, I feel like it grows. That's why I said I didn't want somebody coming out of the gate, like, already obsessed with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I might not think, you know, you the finest man I've ever seen, but as you become my man, we, you know, we're bonded here together. You're going to be the finest thing to me. I have an ex 
Yeah, my mom and my sister to this day, they think he look crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy. They be like, you really, you really think he's attractive? I'm like, yes. Show us, show us the picture. <laughs> I can't show you a picture. He's, he's engaged. Yeah. Well, he's married, actually, now. He wasn't married at the time, but we have since moved on to other people. He's married now, so I don't want to discredit it like that. But she showed me some character from a show, like this old 80s show. I think it was called Harry. Harry and the Hendersons or something like that. And she said, you look just like this. <laughs> and I, I said, I could see the resemblance, <laughs> but I'm 10 toes down on this is a fine okay. man. And I still stand beside that. Like, that man was fine. So I feel like he just got to be fine to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I liked his personality. And like I said, he could just be breathing. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah. The way you inhale that oxygen, that is sexy. <laughs> That's mine. Right. That's when you gotta be obsessed, like. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just it grows. Like you may not think that they define this, you may not think they got the most, but it's the energy within mm -hmm. the bond yeah. that makes you love everything about them, or whatever you don't like about them. It's mm -hmm. like I don't care. Right. Because I love them. I don't care, and I feel like I want the same for me. But I do feel like my man should think I'm a ten out of ten, and I. I don't try, I don't ask because I don't want to be set up for disappointment. Okay. But one time I did ask a young man I was dating. I said, okay, on a scale of one to ten, one being uh and ten being that thing fine. What am I? And he said I was an eight. And we we can't do that. You gotta think I'm that thing fine. Cause now I'm gonna feel like why am I only an eight? You know, and like you, I think you were ten out of ten for you to begin with. Like you might have said so eight. Be you might have been a, no. I feel like I am a ten out of ten. So he's the delusional one. And we, that ain't that ain't gonna work. Because if I think I'm a 10 out of 10, and you think I'm an 8 out of 10, we are unaligned. That's how I feel about that. And he might be an 8 with somebody else, but if you my man, you a 10 out of 10. Because you with me. And I picked you, so you a 10 out of 10. But he don't think like you. I gave him a scale. <laughs> you just said I'm not God damn fine. So you don't want to be lied to. No, that's it's not I a lie. It's not a lie. I feel I'm a 10 out of 10. No, but that's you. Mm -hmm. If they don't feel that if way, If they don't feel that lie. way, they don't need to be with me. They need to go get somebody that they feel is 10 out of 10. But I the one who thought you was goddamn fine, you didn't want to talk to him because he was too fit for us. Exactly. You don't know what you want. And here I am saying, okay. one day it's going to all come together where I think they're 10 out of 10 and they think I'm a 10 out of 10. And yeah, it might take me a while, but we're going to get there. I just can't live with that. Like, just wake up and I'm just like, how dare you think I'm an 8 out of 10? I'm insulted. Yeah, 10 is it's not you know, yeah, on your I gave him the scale though. It's not like I said, oh, 10 is perfect, oh, nothing's wrong with me. I said, one is ill, 10 is goddamn fine. And if you're trying to talk to me, trying to be on my line, you should think I'm goddamn So you fine. think you flawless then? No, 10, I didn't, that's not the scale. That's I didn't what say it means to a guy, it's 10 is flawless. Mm. I, I get it, but I get it because I think that's how your man's supposed to act. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I get it. Because you know, I get that. Like, I, I did learn a valuable lesson though. I'll never ask a man that question again. Ever. Yeah, he just gonna tell you. Um, he gonna let you know. I'm just never gonna ask, and I try not to ask questions because I don't wanna be disappointed. You know, or if I don't wanna answer the same question, I'm not gonna ask. Like if I'm dating a guy, I'm not gonna ask you when you're talking to other girls because I don't want you to ask me when I'm talking to other men. No, I don't wanna lie. No, for sure. Not a lie. So sure. I don't ask questions I don't wanna know the answer to. I think women are good at that. Of what? Talking to other niggas always. No, not, not asking questions always. that we don't want to answer. Yeah. Like, dudes be lining themselves up for stuff. We not going to say nothing. Mm -hmm. We not going to lie, but we not right. going to say nothing. You're answering a question by not answering. Some girls well, do I mean, that. They not bring it up. Yeah, I won't even bring it up. 
I'm saying a lot of times you, I ask women a question, they don't say nothing. And it's like, that's the answer. By, yeah. yeah. At that point. But we do the same thing too. Put ourselves there. If you ask them a question, like the way they answer it can tell you all you need to know. <laughs> Everything. Every answer. But I, I didn't make girls that I thought was like bad. Mm-hmm. Like, but I didn't see them as a 10, though. Like, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, bad as fuck. Like, ooh, like, they wasn't people should though. see this. Yeah. Like, they yeah. need to be seen. But it's, like, like, it's also like, if your person came to you and asked you this question, why wouldn't you just tell me everything? Like, what, what, Baby, what does it take away from you? Want, you want honesty? That wasn't no type of question to be honest. Now, if I came to you and I said, yo, what you think about my outfit? Like, do I need to change something? Yes, be honest. I come to you and I say, look, on a scale of one to ten, what am I? That's the time you need to just go ahead and tell me I'm a ten. Because now we don't have a whole hour long conversation about how I'm upset. And we could have just moved past that. Because then I feel like, you know, there was things about him that I just accepted or I looked past. Like, like, you know, he told me he had a big forehead. No, sir, your hairline is supposed to be in there. That's not a big forehead. Mm-hmm. You know, or like his teeth weren't the best. But to me, I still thought he was so fine. And we, we doing this thing. So them things, I don't even worry about. No, no. you can deal with somebody with bad teeth. They weren't bad. But see, that's something I feel like is fixable. Like, you can go get, you know, like dental work. And that's something he already want to do. I feel like I focus on the things that are not changeable, like your personality, your values, the way you move. Like, you can go bald. You can get your teeth fixed. You can change how you dress. But it's like, who are you on the inside? But I thought you want them as is, right? I said that. They yeah. should take me as is. I could work with somebody. So you get to change him, but you get no, to No, I yourself. change him if he wants to be changed. I only help people change if they want to be changed in that way. If you come to me and you say, this is how I dress, I want to dress no differently, then I will decide if I'm okay with how you dress. Now, if you tell me, oh, Courtney, like, I, you know, I'm a little bit more open to, you know, you styling me or whatever, okay, cool. Or if you come to me and you say, you know, this is how I am, I accept people as is, but if there's something I don't want to accept, then I just choose not to deal with that person. I don't like to set people up for failure. And I feel like if I can't get past it, then we don't need to be together. Now, if you come to me and you already want to change these things, then we can work. Or if I suggest it to you and you're on board with it, cool. If what you don't if, want to. What if you don't like how you dress? You get to buy your clothes and shit you wear? No, nah, we're not probably going to do it like that. They can't do what I do. That's that's what it boils down to. You gonna be by yourself. <laughs> I, I see. No, but see, teach. okay, this no, is okay. Not. If we talk about, let's talk about like the way we dress. So the way I dress is is how I express myself creatively. Okay, like I switch it up. Sometimes I go girly. Sometimes I go tomboyish. And I've had guys not be okay with like how tomboyish I could be. But I don't want someone like dressing me. Now I have dated guys who wanted someone dressing them. See, there's there's a difference. So they wanted me. They're asking me to help style them. If you don't ask me for my help, for your help, like, and I'm cool with how you dress, I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gotta wear it. As long as, you know, it ain't nothing too bad, like. <laughs> you sound lonely. They sound like some lonely. No, no. She gonna find some fly player out there. I feel, and this is still true, and this is probably why I feel the way I feel. There's never a shortage of men. Mm-hmm. That are interested in me and think I might be the one, so maybe that's. I'm saying most women don't have trouble finding a guy. It's just yeah, I it's, find them. It's I'm a so shortage on genuine motherfuckers who like mm-hmm. really want you. Like, yeah, I don't think that's a shortage. I think it's a shortage on people who are truly a fit for me. You know, because like the whole racket thing that in- introduces a different element. Not everybody 
want somebody that's like on the stage and living this life like okay here i am at 10 what time is it doing a radio interview my man could want me home you know so some people don't like that you know or like even some people don't like tall boys girls so it's like there's genuine people and there's genuine people who are interested in me but it's like are they a fit for me it's just same way am i a fit for them i've dated guys that i really like but they had a very you know idea in their head of what type of woman they needed like Okay, I dated a guy that was a college football coach. He needed someone that could be a coach's wife. That's not really me. So it's like we were genuine and we liked each other, but we weren't going to fit with each other's lifestyle. So I think that's where the shortage is. It's someone who fits with your lifestyle that you currently have and the lifestyle that you want to have. So you should just wait until you have a lifestyle. Not necessarily. Some people, I feel like I want to take my person with them and we grow together. Like, that's why you have to be aligned on what you want in the future. So you want a dating man? I want a what? A dating man. No, I've had one of those before. I'm not a fan. Ten out of ten, do not recommend. I'm saying you think uh, uh, Alpha gonna want you traveling? He all might want you. Why not? Yeah. I'm just saying he's not gonna want you gone all the time. He it's not even all the time. Out. Sometimes he can come with me, and I feel like with anything in life, there's balance, there's compromise. There's, you know, shows I turn down to spend time with my family where I say, no, I can't do this because I need to do this. So when I'm in a relationship, I do prioritize them and I make it work. Like, you always come with me, too. So I don't think an alpha male, I feel like an alpha male is more comfortable in whatever they're comfortable with. So I don't think, what you mean? Like, if you're an alpha male, like me, I feel like I'm an alpha female. No such thing. Yes, it is for <laughs> sure. But <laughs> you know who you are. You know what you want. You know what you'll accept and what you won't accept. Basically, that's what alpha is. You just are a leader, basically. So that person that's an alpha male just knows what they're willing to accept and what they won't. So I'm just saying most men don't want their woman gone like that. That's all I'm saying. I don't think. I don't know. What's gone a lot? I don't like. When I get home, you Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> See, and I, 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 I don't have I mean. that experience, but I think that's also, like, who you exposed to. Because where I'm from is just a lot different from where I am now. And even some ideals that I hear on this show, I'll take back to people from home. They be like, what? And I'm like, I know. This what I, that's what the men is telling me. They like, what I'm gonna think about it because it was just one that I and it was actually somebody from Georgia that was like, nah. I'm like, nah. That's what they telling me. I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna tell you by the end of the show. I gotta really think about it. Okay. Um. The, the last time you lost your cool when you was a uh, disrespected. Oh wow. I I feel like I don't I don't necessarily lose my cool. There's only one time that I didn't like remain professional or whatever. And I was in rehearsal, this is back when I used to live in Utah, I was in band rehearsal, and I got this text message from this guy that I was like dating at the time. And I had wanted to break up with him for a few days, but my family said, oh, don't break up with a man while he's sick. Mm. Have a heart, Courtney. So here's this sick man texting me like, oh, well, I just feel like since I've been sick, my feelings for you have like gone away and all this other stuff he was saying. I just felt like one, it was disrespectful to text me that in general because we're adults calling me or but like it was quick though yes, I'm like, call like, call like, call no no no, no. <laughs> with that much you need to call me it's been like about five months you need to call me you know or like let's talk about 
I, you know, because when I felt like my feelings were changing towards him like an adult, I told him I, and we talked through how we could, you know, fix it, get past it. But you just hit me with a text message, and then you text me during rehearsal because he knew I was in rehearsal, I had rehearsal the same time every day. Like, you know what I'm doing. And so I just told the man, I said, I'll be right back. So I stepped out and I did everything but cuss that man out in the parking lot. My manager came out there and he was like, you know, I understand why you're mad, but don't let nobody ever beat you like that ever again. So there was a situation I was having an album release concert and one of the performers there like got mad at me um, and like stormed off in the middle of the whole like show, like just left me hanging and was doing like mad sneak, like disrespectful stuff. And we was assigned to the same management and all of that. And we would have like shows we had to be together. So I was just like, you know, I'm not gonna let you put me out of character, but I made it very clear, don't ever book me with that man again. If we on the same show, I'm not doing it. I don't wanna be in the same room as him. So I've, I set boundaries before I let somebody like cause me to lose my career. No, for sure. That's what we mm -hmm. Now how we working. Yeah, that's what happens when co-workers start to like you. That's even more weird. That's why I don't I don't date other rappers, musicians. I tried it one time and that's what happened. So I said no thank you. I like my man to have I don't want to say a regular job, but like work at the bank, go to your office every day, like or even work from home. I I like non creative career. That's what men like. Yeah. No, some of them like the fact that, you know, I have a job outside of music, so yeah, they like the music thing. And if they don't, that's not gonna work for them. Like that's how I just operate. Like if you don't kind of like the whole music thing, then like you probably just won't. Cause I've had men ask me like, oh, when are you gonna stop? Like when are you gonna like just you know be normal or you know be serious? And I'm like, this is serious. Yeah. This is normal. Like that's definitely not the one for you. Yeah. So, you think I'm playing? Right. It's a lot of time to be playing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So of course, yeah, sometimes what didn't work out um, really worked out for you. I would say when I ended up moving to Utah. So I lived in Utah for four years. That's how I started my um, tech career outside of music. And that's the only job offer I got. Like, and I applied to like hundreds of places. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I got this Duke degree. I got my master's in business. I can't get no job. Like, nobody wanna hire me. And so they hired me and I was like, well, let me just take a chance. And it was actually really good for me because it allowed me to not only start my tech career, but really get comfortable with like what type of artist I wanted to be like I was able to grow and essentially like a smaller like kind of bubble safer space and like connect with a lot of people that I still have um, connections with to this day where I still like go to Utah and do shows and different opportunities that come from that so I feel like if I had other job offers I of course would not have picked Utah but because God only allowed me to have that one then you know of course it's clear and so it worked out for me. Why wouldn't you have picked Utah? Is Utah good? Mm -hmm. Ain't no black people there. It's like 1% black people. That's it's cold. Unsaturated market. Yeah, but it's like, like yeah, from a music standpoint, yes, but like socially, and me as an artist, it's very important that I have a life outside of music. Like sometimes as fun as rapping and all the other stuff I do, like motivational speaking and all of that, as fun as that is, sometimes I, like, I just want to go brunch with girls. I just want to pull up to like a little movie night. Like I just, I just want to be regular. Like forget that rap stuff. We just normal. And so it was really hard to do that sometimes in Utah because it's not that many people there, or it's such a transitional place for people that like people just move away. So you was friends with somebody, or y'all y'all had a friend group, and now them people don't live there anymore. And then you know like dating, of course, like going like a 
bunch of options. So. Yeah. Okay, what's something you said to like could a person be like in an argument? Man, okay, I gotta think way back because I feel like I've grown a lot as an adult because when I argue with somebody, I think to myself, what's the point of me saying this? Like, is it to push things along or is it just to hurt you? If it's just to hurt you, I'm not gonna say it because I never want to say things that I can't like take back from a person. Um, but when I actually did say something that like cut somebody deep, unfortunately, I guess I said something to my sister because she still talks about this and I still apologize for it. But she says that I said that I like didn't look up to her at all and I like thought she was like not the type of person that would be a role model for me or like, she didn't have anything going for her. Mind or um, like one time she said we was pumping gas and I was like maybe five and she said I called her dumb because she didn't know how to do the gas thing. But yeah, I and that's why I don't I try not to say things to people because it's like you never know what might linger with a person and people have said things to me that still lingers and I'm like I might have forgave you so I try not to say anything to like cut deep before I say something I would just like be silent remove myself from the situation okay? or put it in a song so, yeah, I'll put it in a song. That's real professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go ahead, KB, your uh, thing. Is there anything we haven't asked you about that we should have asked you about that our audience should know about you before we? Yeah, um, so I just dropped a new song um, a couple months ago called Four for Four. It's on all streaming platforms. Um, Radio and Wendy's. No, we cannot do a video at Wendy's, Wendy's, but we might. But the whole song is about getting rich twice, um, not just rich in money, but rich in life. So I feel like people need to focus on getting their money up, but also getting their rich experiences in life up as well. So be sure to check that out. Um, I'm opening up for Pat Chanel on July 1st, and then I'm in Columbus, Georgia on June 16th. So definitely come out. Um, my live shows are a wonderful experience, so don't miss out. What's considered a rich experience? A rich experience, time with your family. Um, for example, I'm going to the Atlanta Dream game with my brother tomorrow, or just going to like my little nephew's games. Um, that's a rich experience. Um, then I went to an NBA All Star weekend and did motivational speaking for All Girls Matter conference with the Wade Family Foundation. That was a rich experience. I love talking to kids and just encouraging them to be themselves and to be, you know, the ones that are chasing their dreams that they want and not the dreams that other people try to tell them to have. Um, so yeah, that's a rich so anybody out here try to use like they power to like get with you like if you do this i do this for you oh nothing i can think of and i feel like you know obviously that stuff happens but i'm just like the way i approach people is like what's up hon? like you good like what's cool so i end up always getting kind of painted as like little sis like a no not necessarily not it's just like my personality like people will look at me as like little sis before they look at I'm trying to get with her. Mm -hmm. Like even if they have like a little crush on me, cause I'm just like cool. Like I'm not that, like I'm a little goofy and it's just the way I approach it. Like, okay, what's, what's good bro? Like, how you doing? Cause it's like, I mean, I'm heterosexual, but what I'm saying is that I'm already approaching it. The interaction was like, what's good bro? So it's like, what's, you know, so they're always, they're already looking at me at like homegirl Courtney. I'm still in my you want to call her gay real bad. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, no. that's how studs act. Like your homeboy, like they give you that homeboy. I mean, it's like, okay, so people will still like, people in the industry, like they'll still like hit on me or try to say like whatever. But the way I approach it is like homegirl vibe, but also like 
Okay, what's your rates? Like, I always ask somebody what to charge because I don't want favor for favor. I don't want, oh, like, you know, like, no, I just like, well, how much is this going to cost, whatever. Or like I said, homegirl, home vibe. If they, I feel like it's very clear that I like guys because I talk about men so much in my music. But like I said, it helps that they're already looking at me as like homegirl little sis that they're not even like going to try me like that. You know how to get like build that rapport mm-hmm. basically of you starting your conversation. Yeah. So it's already hey homie or hey yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah, I I get it. Yeah, shit don't work sometimes. Like I mean, they work at the gas station today. As soon as the dude was like, Oh, you look good, I was like, Thanks, bro. No, I was like, Thanks, brother. <laughs> yeah. I called him brother. Yeah. And if it, and if it doesn't work, and I have great intuition, so it's like if I kinda get an uneasy feeling about somebody, I just won't work with them. Mm-hmm. I um, appreciate you coming, man. Um, literally, it's no pressure. I guess we're going to get into the next interview and we out.